like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Ryan Gibson on the line. He's the Chief Investment Officer over at Spartan Investment Group. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam, for having me. Appreciate you be, you, you uh, hosting the show. So I'm excited to get more into uh, Spartan Investment Group and what you're doing. Um, real estate, syndication, all of those topics, really a hot topic for the podcast. A lot of uh, business owners and executives listening, that, that interests them. Um, but before we get into that, I want to get a little bit more into your background. Uh, how did you get started in business and as an entrepreneur? Yeah, sure. So I actually went to business school in college. But my passion was to be a pilot, so I actually was an airline pilot for a time and got my all my flight training at a small uh, flight school in Michigan and ended up getting uh, hired at the airlines at 21 and took off uh, as a career as an airline pilot um, in 9-11 and bank- bankruptcy, a lot of gutting of the contracts really um, caused the airline profession to not do as well as I thought. And I never really got rid of my entrepreneurial bug, so I started doing things like setting up pilot housing around airports and um, eventually got into uh, doing our first flip and starting a uh, real estate and development syndication company uh, where we buy self-storage and uh, existing businesses and operate them more efficiently. Wow, that's amazing. So you started out as a pilot and then, you know, obviously based off of, um, you know, corrections in the market or whatever we want to call it, um, kind of pivoted to a, another direction. Now, I know that there, um, and specifically real estate, which is interesting because you were focusing first, I believe you said on pilot housing. Is that right? Like, so around the airports and uh, the need? Yeah, like a pilot that's maybe based in Wisconsin that, or lives mm-hmm. in Wisconsin, but his base is uh, in Washington, D.C., would be required to fly to his uh, domicile to start his trip and would need pilot housing the night before that's uncovered by the company. Of course, once on the trip, pilot housing is covered by the company, but his responsibility is to be at the airport, you know, maybe at 6 a.m. on the first day, uh, which would require some type of pilot housing. So I set up some shared pilot housing around the airports in D.C. and Philadelphia. And that was a great way to just make some extra income and scratch the entrepreneurial itch that I had. Um, and eventually, you know, scaled that a little bit further with um, what we're doing now with uh, storage and development. Man, that's that's interesting. Uh, so there's some, you know, there's some younger entrepreneurs uh, listening, or would-be entrepreneurs, or even first-time entrepreneurs that are um, that are considering going um, in the real estate direction. What kind of advice would you give them? Yeah, so I would say that in today's world, it's amazing. I mean, I listen to about 15 podcasts a week. I can easily consume a book a month um, through books on tape or through Audible or the Overdrive app where you can download library books to your phone for free. And, you know, I think that Zig Ziglar quote is, you know, 20,000 miles in your car is like two semesters of edu- college education. Mm-hmm. And if you everywhere you drive and everywhere you go, you can be listening and learning more. And I think I wasted a lot of uh, windshield time uh, growing up. Uh, maybe because podcasts weren't as accessible or books on tape were a little bit harder to uh, finagle in the car. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but most of my education was post-college where I was self-educated. And that's a great way to learn about all the things you can do, you know, entrepreneurial things you can do by folks like yourself, Adam, that put out, you know, great content and host um, guests that can share their experiences. And in today's world with YouTube and uh, Vimeo and um, podcasts and books and, and all these real estate conferences that have exploded and just the sharing of information and ideas on sites like LinkedIn or even Facebook, it's really interesting what you can do. You know, it's, I think the, you can pretty much learn anything you want to with your smartphone. And I think that's just a wonderful thing. And, you know, if I could go back in time and have the tools that I have now, oh, my God. I mean, you could be so much further along uh, just by uh, getting interested in things um, and hearing what other people have to say and what they've learned about in their respective fields. Yeah, it blows, it blows my mind how far we've come in just the amount of uh, in technology. Um, it just it blows my mind what you can learn. You're right, like you said, on your phone. Um, let's uh, let's switch it up a bit, Ryan. I want to get more into what you're doing over at uh, Spartan Investment Group. So, what kind of clients are you helping, and what kind of uh, things are you helping them with? Yeah, sure. And, and, and to sort of bridge that gap from what we were just talking about into now, one thing I will say that is unchanged, uh, regardless of technology, is personal relationships. I think that's kind of the one thing that I've really relied on in my success as an entrepreneur and a business owner is having relationships with people from previous careers and previous uh, sporting activities, uh, getting involved and getting out in the world is probably the number one thing you can do as a, as a young adult and, you know, creating good relationships and surrounding yourself with great people because you never know when those relationships will help you in a future life in a different role. Um, you know, I was, uh, you know, now as a chief investment officer at Spartan Investment Group, my primary primary responsibility is to have the relationships with the investors that we um, have in our network. So currently we have about 1,200 investors in our list. And at any given time, we have 60 to 80 active investors investing in our projects. So, you know, those are mostly relationships that were fostered over the last, you know, over my life, really. And, um, you know, those first few key relationships you make and those first few people that uh, know you and trust you as an individual uh, from a previous life are the ones that will really, you know, kind of seed the company to where it can go in the future. It kind of helps you get your track record um, so that when you start attracting investors who haven't known you for your entire life, you can kind of have those relationships, um, you know, that invested with you and they now produce, you know, now you can produce a track record and show that other people have invested with you you've had successes and you're ready to sort of go out into the world and, and attract, you know, many more investors. Hmm. And so what kind of projects do you work on? Yeah. So our projects are self storage projects. So we find self storage, existing self storage businesses, and we look mm -hmm. for a couple of different things in an existing business. We look for operational inefficiencies. Maybe they're not listing this, the, um, project on Google, website's broken, they don't answer the phone, they have poor signage, uh, pricing is wrong, marketing is wrong, and we'll come in and basically buy the business and turn it around and make it into a high-performing business. Um, or we look for self-storage businesses that have the economic um, and feasibility to expand the facility where we actually go in and build, have additional units that we add on to the project. 
Uh, we increase the value of the business. We cash flow along the way, and then we dispose of it uh, with equity build at the end. You know, one uh, one great example is we actually bought an RV park in West Texas that was um, completely uh, run into the ground. And uh, we we came in and fired the manager and kicked out a bunch of tenants and put in revenue management, you know, turned down the marketing, turned down the website, turned down the call center, and um, we completely turned around the asset and more than doubled the valuation, and we're uh, actually just getting ready to sell it. So a lot of really great things you can do with uh, just having a team to come in and that can run the facility, study the feasibility, raise the capital, because a lot of these uh, projects you know, are, are unlendable because they're just, they're a poor performing business. So banks don't really want to touch it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think, you know, the keys come into having those relationships with investors, you know, individuals that, that put our money with us, you know, they know and that our team is capable of turning around, um, you know, these businesses, which is great. Any type of uh, trends that you're noticing in your industry, um, self-storage? Self-storage is, um, there's been a lot of inventory added to the market. It's getting very difficult to find the right project. Mm. And, um, you know, self-storage has, uh, there's been more self-storage built in the last five years than the entire cycle of self-storage in its history. Oh, um, wow. And, yeah, so it's, uh, there's been a lot of inventory added to the market. Um, so I think it's more critical than ever before you just run out and go buy your own and, and mm-hmm. find out later that there's, Three storages getting built within a three three mile radius. Oh my gosh! Stop. <laughs> <laughs> that you have uh, you know a feasibility study done, uh, ideally by a disinterested third party. Um, fortunately, we have somebody in, in house who's got that expertise to execute those studies. Um, but you know that's a that's a big trend. It was um, the least foreclosed upon asset class during the last recession, which attracted us wow. to that asset. Yeah, so that's kind of a neat thing. Um, but you know, even though that there's been all that inventory added, um, there's there's been rent uh, rent growth up until a couple of years ago. Now it's kind of flatlined or even decreased a little bit. But the occupancy nationwide is about 94%. So it's really yeah. interesting to yeah, it is it's, interesting. So there's still a demand for it. There's still a very high demand for it. Yeah, some of our facilities, despite regular in, rent increases, are almost 100% full on a regular basis. So we keep raising the rents and people keep sticking around. So it's um, definitely industry. One kind of fun fact about storage is there's more self-storage locations than there are McDonald's, Burger King, and Starbucks combined. That's kind of a kind what? of neat, uh, that is a That is a good stat. I didn't know. You're just full of them. I love it. I didn't know that. <laughs> Give me more. Yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah, there's about 55,000 storage locations and there's about 13,000, I think, was the last time I looked at Starbucks. There's about yeah. 13,000 McDonald's, and then there's a, maybe about 12,000 Burger King. So you combine all those, there's still more storage uh, locations than than those uh, stores. But Americans love their storage. And so I think it's, um, you know, I think a lot of time, you know, a lot of trends, too, in the industry is a lot of businesses use storage. It's not just people with too much stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, despite what uh, Marie Kondo might uh, convince you of on her show. Uh, right. to give give stuff away. Um, there's still a mm-hmm. lot of people that rely on on storage, you know, uh, for businesses. You know, we have sheet metal contractors, dog walkers, um, you know, folks that have food supply businesses, um, newspaper companies, things like that that rely on storage. Um, so it's not just uh, you know too much stuff and nowhere to put it. And you know, the thing is, is it's they rely on life events. You know, ma- age, mm-hmm. you know, aging, divorce, marriage, relocation home renovations, moves, things like that. So those life events never go away regardless of what the economy is doing. 
No, for sure, absolutely, and you're right, Americans. We love we love our stuff. We don't want to get rid of it. It is what it is. I don't care. I, it's just that's just what we do. I'm not I'm not changing that trend. I'm not advocating it. Absolutely, <laughs> especially, absolutely. especially for your occupancy rates. I'm not advocating it. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So Ryan, if um, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Spartan Investment Group or to reach out to yourself, um, what's the best way for them to reach out? Yeah, sure. We actually have an intake form for investor interest um, on our website, which is uh, spartan-investors.com. So S-P-A-R-T-A-N-investors.com. All right. Fantastic. Well, hey, Ryan, I really appreciate you coming on the show and giving us uh, some of your background and how you got into the industry and also, um, and also, of course, what's going on in the self-storage space and in, uh, and in your um, neck, neck of the woods for syndication. Uh, thank you for that. To the audience, as always, I really appreciate you tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Ryan, thanks again for coming on the show.